Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. And me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. There are a couple of podcasts out there about dating, but we didn't really feel that any of them reflected our own experiences as two single ladies battling through the joys and struggles of single life today. And that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love. This week, we are delighted to welcome freelance writer and editor of The F Word, which is a contemporary feminist website, Joanna Whitehead. Jo, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. We're thrilled to have you, um, especially because Jo recently wrote a brilliant piece for the Independence Voices section. It was called Lesbians, Gays and Straights, Here's What You Can Do to Better Support Bisexual People, which we are very excited to chat to her about. But first, let's have a little catch up. Livy, what's been going on with you? I have actually started watching a show called The Bachelor. Oh, Christ. Have you ever seen it? No, but I've heard a lot. So about it's it. like a real cult in America. I don't think it's as big of a thing here, but the concept so there's The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And the concept is it's either a man or a woman who is The Bachelor or Bachelorette, obviously. Mm. And there are then 20 other men or women competing for this person. It's sort of like a Hunger Games for dating. And. <laughs> Because, because you know, the the contestants really start to turn against each other and it's produced in a way that makes everyone seem just incredibly desperate. Sounds horrendous. It is absolutely horrific. <laughs> but it's fascinating to watch. Yeah, I bet, actually. It's really fascinating to watch. And actually, there's been a TV show made by a producer who worked on The Bachelor, like a fictional TV show, based on her experiences there. So this woman's job was to actually manipulate the contestants and <laughs> try and get try and make them more volatile for camera. Classic so she would, terrifying. Yeah, I mean it's absolutely terrifying. It's like this constructed reality thing. Completely, but it's just taken to all sorts of new levels of extreme. And I just don't think I think it's bigger in the US but it's not really as much of a thing. But here. we have Love Island to look forward to. We do Coming back have soon. Love Island. <laughs> Better come back. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. What have you been up to? Um, I've mainly been feeling like I can't be asked to go on any dates or anything. I don't know. I'm just like, got a couple of boys that I'm messaging with and I'm sort of meant to be trying to organise dates with and I hope they're not listening because then they'll never want to go out with me. But I'm just <laughs> in a phase Story like, of our lives. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I've just kind of, in you know, this phase of my life where I'm on my uh, dating app G-Shock since where I'm not using dating apps and I think this is sort of encouraging this attitude where I just absolutely seeps to go on dates I'm like mm, my life's busy I've got plans every night and I don't want to cancel any of these things to go out with these boys so pff, I'm having a great time it's a serious commitment to date someone I know let I alone know. more than one person. You said boys. I know. There's, there's more, more than one. I know. <laughs> Joe, have you been up to anything fun? Oh, wow. Well, I was enjoying the sun on Saturday, which, mm. you know, we're all delighted to see, which is very nice. Um, well, it's back now. It's back. The sun is back. It's so great. But for how long? Yeah, I know. It's just a little teaser. Yeah. Um, and nesting with my girlfriend. Um, 
we recently bought a flat. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. That's mega. It's huge. Um, so we're kind of nesting and still just getting excited and feeling Love like that. we're in a posh Airbnb. <laughs> oh, um, so nice. Which is lovely. Yeah. yeah. If I owned a flat, I would never want to leave. <laughs> no, I'd be neither. like, I own this and I am the queen now. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Let's crack on and start off with a bio of the week, which okay. Olivia found. This is one I found the other day. Actually, I didn't find it. A friend of mine, a male friend, was looking through my Bumble to try and find some men for me. Sure. And um, and then he he swiped right on this one, and it was a match. And I just thought I really liked his bio. Anyway, that's the intro over. <laughs> <laughs> his name's Ben. He's twenty four. His bio says. Big time lover of dogs, cheese, and hummus. Literally ask me anything about dogs, cheese, or hummus. I also enjoy riddles. I really like this bio because A, <laughs> dogs, cheese, and hummus, all three great things. Mm. And then I feel like it makes me think, was that a riddle? Huh? Good shout. It's just also very rhetorically satisfying. You know, he's used a list of three mm, twice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just very, very good. Mm, yes, very like good. Well done, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Right. So our main topic today is bisexual erasure or bisexual invisibility. So I'm going to kick off this discussion with a few stats I found, which is really interesting. So more millennials identify as LGBTQ in comparison to older generations. And we'll get on to talking about how the whole LGBTQ thing is problematic in itself as a term. But so there's this scale called the Kinsey scale where you can plot yourself on a range of sexual dispositions from exclusively heterosexual at zero through to exclusively homosexual at six. And this study um, was done by YouGov. YouGov? YouGov? I said it weird, didn't I? (laughs) I wasn't going to say anything <laughs> in my head. I just pissed myself laughing. But I feel like it, it sounds like YouGov. YouGov. You, yes, okay, whatever. Anyway, so those... Like government. Yeah, so. you go, mm, It's not government, is it? It's not government. All right, let's carry on, shall we? So whatever they're called, they did this study and asked people to place themselves on the scale. And so very interestingly, amongst uh, young people... 43% place themselves in the non-binary area. So that's sort of between one and five on the scale. 52% place them at one end or the other. And only 46% of young people say they're completely heterosexual and 6% completely homosexual. Um, and this, the stats showed that older generations were much more likely to put themselves at one of the two ends, mm. not somewhere in the middle. So, as a straight, well, I want to say 97% straight person, (laughs) um, I learned so much through your recent article, Joe. I thought it was fascinating. Fantastic. So, do you want to start sort of by explaining to the readers, like, what bi-erasure and bi-invisibility is? Sure. Oh, yeah, listeners. It's all right. I do it too, all the time. I do do this. (laughs) We're useless. I know. Okay, I'm really interested in that 3%. Um, <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> um, so bi-erasure, I think, is kind of when bisexual people are just lumped in with lesbians or gay people. For example, I have a girlfriend um, who identifies as lesbian, for the record. Um, and people, when I kind of tell people that I have a girlfriend, everybody just assumes I'm a lesbian. Mm. Nobody ever thinks that I'm bi. Um, and that's in the workplace. That's even with friends and stuff like that. Um, and I think there are, you know, there's lots of reasons why um, 
I think basically there's been kind of a greater understanding, awareness and representation for lesbian and gay people. Fantastic. That's a really positive thing. But I don't think we've had the same kind of exposure and understanding for bi people. Um, and because of that, there's kind of, there are, you know, that it's still something that's kind of misunderstood. There's lots of kind of myths around it, which are usually really negative. Um, yeah, there's lots of, I mean, I mean there's kind of bi erasure and there's biphobia, which is things like people thinking that bi people are greedy or promiscuous or untrustworthy. Um, it goes on and on. I don't understand why anyone would think that. In your article, you said so many of these you know, what I consider to be very shocking reactions you've had mm. to, you know, being yeah. by. Yeah. Like, and you know, I think it's sort of very fascinating that people go to, oh, just pick a side. Happens all the time. It happens all the time. And you see it a lot in the lesbian and gay community as well, um, which is kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Because... On, in lots of ways, I do kind of tick that box. You know, I face the kind of the challenges that a lot of lesbian and gay people face in yeah. that if I'm out with my girlfriend, mm. I could be subject to homophobic abuse, all that kind of thing. You know, coming out to family, colleagues at work, all those things. Um, so to not kind of have that solidarity or support mm. from a community that you kind of align yourself with because you have lots in common is really disappointing. Yeah, I remember yeah. I, you quoted this in your article, but I found it really shocking in that Celebrity Big Brother season when Christopher Biggins made that comment. Yeah. He said, the worst type, I'm afraid to say, are the bisexuals. What it is, is people not wanting to admit they're gay. Yeah. Just horrific. And that comment wasn't even deemed like unacceptable by Ofcom. Yeah. Because they responded by saying the comments are likely to be within the audience's expectations of the show. <gasps> wow. Because it was bad. broadcast. Yeah. It was broadcast. Whereas I know he got booted out for saying other things. Yeah. But that comment was broadcasted. Mm. And it's just, how is that an acceptable ideology to have today? It's like, or any day? it's yeah, it's shocking. But it's so common. It's so common. And I think for, for women, if you're a bisexual woman, um, you're just assumed to be doing it for male attention. It's like, I'm not interested in male attention. Um, and if you're a man, if you're a bisexual man, you're assumed, it's assumed that you're like on a pit stop to mm. coming out properly mm. in inverted commas. And it's just, it's just not seen as a valid kind of identity. Thing is, I do think that I think mainly when you're young, like I have friends who are gay, but they were brought up, you know, especially when we were still young, society sort of still, I think it's different for children now, but society still sort of gave us all this idea that we would grow up to marry someone of the opposite sex and, you know, live together with and then have babies. And that was the traditional family setup that we were all sold. So I, I do have friends who are, who are gay, but they for a brief period, thought they were bi mm. because they started being, a, they realised they were attracted to the same sex and they'd thought, they'd been brought up thinking they would be attracted to the opposite sex and then they did realise, oh no, actually, I'm gay. Mm. But that's, I still think that, like, that's quite understandable, but I still think it's absolutely outrageous for people who, once they've decided, no, 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 I am bisexual, that then people still don't accept that. Mm. Yeah. It's weird because there's kind of like two arguments to be had about the whole labels thing. Mm. One is that it's good to kind of identify with a particular label because then 
you know, you can have an understanding and awareness of specific challenges that that particular group face. So it can be positive and you can kind of, it, it's an identity. Um, you can have community based on kind yeah. of shared experiences. But then the other part of it is there's, it's rigid. Like mm. there's no wiggle room. Like what happens, you know, there's there's a writer, I think Stephanie, oh God, I can't remember her last name, but she was a lesbian for years and then met some guy who was gay and, and they got together and people were outraged. People were outraged. Really? And it's just like there's, you're not allowed to kind of deviate from your yeah. identity at all. And I just think that's crap. Which is bizarre because when you think of the study that you literally just cited saying 43% of people see themselves... Young people, the, millennials. Young people yeah. see themselves in the in the middle between the between the one it's and the five. It's such a scale. It's I a totally s- believe it's a scale. Which yeah. is why the term, which you also mentioned in your article, the term bisexual is also quite problematic in itself. Yeah. Because it's obviously very limiting and it only references cisgendered people. Yeah. And so there's also the the whole thing about the whole label, LGBTQ, you know, however many more things you want to add mm. to that, is problematic as well, isn't it? Is it why because, do you think that? Because I feel like LGB is one thing. Oh, I see. Just and the kind like, of differences between yeah, and then, it. Yeah, like, you know, if you're trans, yeah. I feel like that's actually a separate thing. It is. It is. That's about gender identity yeah, and lesbian, gay, bisexual, is yeah. sexual orientation. And it all gets lumped together. It does. But then I get, uh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it can be quite messy, but then... Like humans are messy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think I think that's something that should be kind of just this idea of like people like putting people in little boxes mm. and if you don't fit into that box, then people just can't cope basically. Yeah. And and people, you know, that lives go up and down and circumstances change and I ne you know, when I was even a teenager, I never thought I would be kind of the age I am living with a woman. I didn't think that. Mm. I grew up kind of I had serious boyfriends. Um yeah, it, it just wasn't something that I kind of foresaw for exactly. myself. So yeah. then when did you when did you sort of realise or how did you realise yeah. that you were bi? Um, I think that, um, wow. <laughs> um, so when I was kind of like in my mid-twenties, my early twenties actually, one of my friends was like, I'm into women. And I kind of started meeting out, meeting all her friends who were these amazing queer women and there were women who I hadn't met I hadn't met any women like that before so they weren't kind of like all my girlfriends were like really femi if Mm. you know what I mean by Mm -hmm. that which is not my kind of bag Mm. um and they were kind of like quite butch or quite kind of more masculine presenting and quite political and they were just this whole new group of people and it blew my mind and it just kind of opened my Mm. eyes I was like wow uh, but when I look back now, I can kind of definitely pull out things like growing up, being a teenager and, and when I was younger and think, yeah, that, that was probably a sign. But I kind of always, I think when I was young, I thought that everyone just felt like that mm, to, a, yeah. to a, a lesser degree. I didn't really kind of, you know, I had serious boyfriends, like, you know, long term mm. relationships with guys. Um, and I mean, you know, I always say if my girlfriend dumped me tomorrow, I wouldn't rule out a relationship with a man. Mm. Um, but I think I I would kind of err on the side of women, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, I've had, yeah, the relationships that I've had with women, kind of sexual and romantic relationships mm. that I've had with women, um, I think I would kind of err that way rather yeah. than to men. I have plenty of female friends who identify as straight, but have definitely like experimented, if that's the word, or mm. had relationships or flings or whatever it might be with other women. I think it's quite normal 
I don't know if it's as normal for men. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Maybe yeah. I just don't discuss it enough with my male friends. Guy friends. I holler. don't know. I was thinking about this the other day, though. So, like that Harry Styles song that we were talking about yes. earlier. So he came Love out with you, that Harry. song, Medicine. <laughs> and he's now been lauded as this, like, kind of bisexual icon because there's a lyric in the song. Hold on, I'll find it. What did it say? He says something like, um, uh, The boys and girls are here. I mess around with him and I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, love it. He's always been very ambivalent about his mm. sexuality in mm. interviews. So, and, and actually looking at celebrity culture about this is quite interesting because then you've got someone like Miley Cyrus who came out as pansexual a mm -hmm. few years ago. Which, uh, do you guys think that's a better term than bisexual? It's weird because for a while I was kind of attaching to that because I felt like it was more inclusive yeah. and included kind of non-binary people and so if, genderqueer people. So for people who don't like know, that. how can we explain pansexual? So pan bi kind of implies two, which suggests that there are only two genders. Yeah. While pansexual is more kind of inclusive and includes people that might identify as non-binary or genderqueer or trans and that kind of thing. So I did kind of attach myself to that because it was more inclusive mm. and because it applied to me. But because I feel like increasingly, which is why I wrote the article, I feel like bisexuality is so kind of misunderstood and people just hate on it so much. I really want to kind of fly that flag. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, you know, a lot of people who do identify as bi, including me, um, don't necessarily think that it, it, it's a binary thing. Mm. It kind of incorporates all yeah. those other groups. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, pansexual. Maybe that is a better term if you want to be yeah, more inclusive. Yeah, I think it might. I think it might be. It's interesting what you said about friends because I've also got friends who are gay, but they have been with members of the opposite sex as well. And I don't know if they would identify as bi because it's not something they speak openly about, which I think again rings true to. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The stigma. Totally. Well, this is this other really interesting concept, um, which you you raised this whole I, this concept of gold star lesbians Gee. who are women who've never had sex yeah. with a man. And I actually then, after reading your article, I had a conversation with some of my gay friends who said that in there's this whole idea of platinum gays who are like gay men who've never touched a vagina mm. um and so does, is that is that like a thing that you're you're more attractive or like meant to be i don't know a better catch if you've never 
been involved with someone of the opposite sex? Well, I mean, the girl style lesbians that I've met, that was when I was first kind of making my first tentative steps into the world <laughs> of gaydom, which was terrifying. Yeah. And I would, I did not identify as bi, no way. I, I, I don't think I would have had a, a positive response, unfortunately. And I think, you know, there's, there is, I guess, an argument to be had, which is by calling yourself platinum or gold star, it's by rejecting the kind of mainstream narrative of sexuality and acceptability. And, you know, there's another conversation about respectability politics mm. and kind of like about how gay people are only accepted if they kind of like mimic straight culture by getting together and getting a house and having kids and all that kind of... Whereas other people are like, no, I reject that. I want like a different part every night and, you know, go you, crack on. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I, but I feel like, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, it, 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 there, it it's part of that kind of that like stigma and that kind of negativity that's attached to bisexuality, I think. And I think people in kind of unex having conversations with people about this in unexpected quarters, people you think that might be quite right on about that kind of thing, it can be quite surprising. And like I've said, you know, when I've kind of been dating women and stuff, you know, when I've been on like women dating sites or spoken to lesbians, like they're just like, there's no way I'd go out with a bisexual person. Really? They're gonna, they're, really? yeah, they'll explicitly say. And it's because there's that assumption that they're just, you're gonna jump ship mm. and go off with someone of the opposite sex. And it's just like, I have as much chance of doing that with someone of the yeah. same gender. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, it kind of feeds back into that idea that you're like sexually voracious and can't be trusted and you're promiscuous and all these kind of things. And you're attracted to everyone. Exactly. That's yeah. another huge one. It's like everything that moves, anything that's got a pulse and it's like, get over yourself. It's, that's really not the case. Yeah, and also, lest we forget, there are probably tons of biphobic heterosexual people yeah. who say they wouldn't date a bisexual person. Completely. Of the opposite sex. Yes, so true, actually. Yeah. Have you, did you, have you ever used dating apps? Um, yeah, I have. What was that Not, like? Um, like dating sites yeah. years ago. Especially when I was looking to meet, I used to live in Oxford. Right. And like in London, there's like millions of queers. But um, <laughs> in Ox, when I was living in Oxford, there weren't as many. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a website. It was, oh, I'm really like showing my edge here. Plenty... <laughs> No, was it? it's not Plenty of Fish. It was this one where you did like loads of questionnaires. Oh, they're so long, aren't they, all of them? Oh, I loved it. I'm a bit of a geek. <laughs> I was like, brilliant. Um, yeah, and, and you could kind of explicitly say like what your preferences sure. were and who. Mm. And so obviously, you know, I'm sure people, people just filtered you out. Mm. But then things like there used to be Gaydar Girls, I think, um, which was very lesbian. Um, and I just, you know, going back to, you know, People, you know, friends of yours who've said they've had relationships with people of the opposite sex. I just think there's, yeah, it's people that identify perhaps as gay and lesbian wouldn't necessarily talk about that openly. There is that stigma and there's that mm. shame. It's like it invalidates your identity, it invalidates your gayness or something. Yeah. And I know people like that as well. And, it, you know, only after, after knowing them a long time, that's come out. And it's like, it's this secret shameful thing or something. And it's just screwed up. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, strange. it's a real shame. It's a real, real shame. It's really strange. I feel like it's some kind of weird, unfounded snobbery. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It's just strange when you look at, like, leaps and bounds we've come in terms of gay and lesbian culture. Completely. And I just don't understand why that hasn't been the same for bisexual people. Mm. It's like you're diluting the brand. Yeah. You're diluting uh, the pureness. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Okay, mm. so what can people of all sexualities do to be more inclusive of bisexual people? 
Um, I think you cannot always just assume. I mean, a large proportion of people, well, when we think about LGBTQI people, um, that kind of long acronym, um, a lot of those people might identify as lesbian or gay. But I think don't always assume if somebody's talking about a same-sex partner that they are lesbian or gay. Yeah. They might be bi. And maybe just kind of asking them about their experience. I mean, you know, obviously if it's kind of like a close friend rather than a random, you don't have to start grilling them about their sex life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just kind of um, being aware of those myths that exist and thinking about those in relation to people who perhaps are bi. Um, and realising, you know, that we're not all after your boyfriend or your... You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not these kind of... I just think these, you know, and when even in kind of popular culture, whenever you get a bisexual character in a TV show, they're there to, you know, they're, they're assholes. They're not nice people. They're there to kind of screw people over. They're duplicitous. Mm. Um, and so maybe kind of having conversations, actually, with your friends and people that you know about it. And I think that's a really good way for you to kind of understand the scale of that kind of prejudice mm. because having conversation, like I said, with people that you think are quite right on um, might be quite revealing and telling about what people really think about that. So maybe kind of like having familiarising yourself with those myths and saying, well, you know, I met a bisexual once <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's not like that. Or, I've, you know, they're, they're not kind of conforming to those myths yeah. and stereotypes. Um, and maybe just kind of challenging them, them on that and saying, well, you know, you wouldn't say you would you wouldn't dream of saying that about a gay person or a lesbian person. So why do you think it's okay to kind of have these views towards these people? Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, we're so kind of limited in terms of visibility and representation. So it's hard to even kind of point out people in popular culture, and because I feel like that's been such a big part of of progress for kind of gay and lesbian people over the last ten, ten five years that you kind of see people like present, you know our Olympians, kind of mm. presenters, musicians, everything. But there are, there just aren't as many bi people. And certainly, you know, like you said, it's the people that do identify as bi or pan tend to be women. It's very rarely that you see men identifying wow. that way. Um, so, yeah, I guess just kind of challenging yourself and thinking about those stereotypes and perhaps asking people, gay and lesbian people, or people who you assume to be gay and lesbian, you know, is this how you identify, you know? Yeah. I think it's really encouraging that, that, you know, that recent study, I think it was from last year, about, you know, that millennials th think of themselves on this scale. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. I do. I think that's really encouraging. And I also yeah. think, you know, Harry Styles, love it. Who knows what's going on there? Cara Delevingne, I think, has come out as bi. I'm not she sure. has. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I think that is, you know, there's there's hope. I yeah. think, you know, positive change is is being made and is occurring mm. and um i've learned a lot already today <laughs> we've got a few minutes left so should we rattle through a dating disaster because yes. we've been trying to squeeze one of these in for weeks and just been too busy thank you so much for sending this in and here it goes I'm from England, but I did a year abroad in America while at uni, and I can honestly say I've never got so much att male attention in my life. I'm normally quite reserved, but I was really enjoying sowing my wild oats while I was away, so I went out to a club one night and met a really cute guy that I instantly hit it off with. It was his birthday, so we did some celebrating at the bar, and then wanted to go back and do some private celebrating of our own. <laughs> However, I have a policy about never going back to a strange man's house, so I knew I wanted him to come back with me. Here lies the problem. In America, you get roommates that actually share a room with you. I wasn't overly fond of her, but being the considerate roommate that I am, I didn't want to barge into our room at 1am with a drunk male in tow. 
Instead, I texted her over and over, asking her if she could go stay with a friend so that I could have the room. Classy, I know. Luckily, she agreed. We went back to my room and had a grand old time. And we'd just settled down to go to sleep, still rather drunk and rather naked, when the door opens and my roommate and her friend walk in. I guess my roommate got the wrong end of the stick and thought I only wanted to borrow the room for an hour or so, and next thing I knew we were being shouted at and swore at by her and her friend. Thankfully, we were still drunk, so we ignored it pretty well and went straight back to sleep after they left. (laughs) I had a great night, so I didn't regret it, but I did feel really bad for kicking my roommate out, and she totally took advantage of my guilt. She said that to pay her back, I should take her for dinner, which I easily agreed to because I did feel awful. But the cheeky sod sat down and ordered a seafood pasta that cost over $40 and dessert. I was hungover, tired and weak, so I forked over the money for her ritzy dinner, but never again. Never had such an expensive hookup. If you could find if you could find a moral in my story, it'd be much appreciated. Oh, that was a great story. That is a great story. My question is, did she continue seeing this guy? Mm. Was it worth the meal? Oh, yes. If well, you're listening, please tell please us. Please get in touch. I just, I genuinely think the American whole university like roommate sharing situation yeah. is ridiculous. That must lead to many awkward sexual I encounters. I know. <laughs> Oh my god, I think that's mad. I, I'd hate it. I remember when I went to uni, there were like some rooms that are some like halls of residence where you'd share rooms, and I was like, absolutely not. I'm avoiding no those at all costs. Not because I wanted to bring guys back all the time. I just like my own space. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks so much for sending the story in because that was funny. And we pray for you. It sounds like a bit of a nightmare, but I guess you were drunk, so it was fine. Not that we're saying getting drunk is always the answer. <laughs> that's it for today, everyone, though. Please do subscribe if you want to. Then you'll just get the episode, a new episode every week, which is, you know, easy for you. If you want to give us a little rating on iTunes, we would love that. Or a review. Sorry, I meant to say Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Or Acast or wherever else you get your podcast, because this does help other people discover it, which will make us happy. And please keep sending in your dating disasters or your dilemmas and we will try and solve your problems like the dating wizards that we are. Mm, Um, (laughs) So if you do have a story to tell, you can email them to us at millennial.love at independent.co.uk or feel free to tweet us at Rachel underscore Hosey and Olivia Petter one. All your stories will be kept anonymous as well, so you don't have to worry about that. You can also contact us by joining our Facebook group, and this is where we discuss topics from the podcast, news from the dating world, we share interesting articles we've written, or, well, we think they're interesting, hopefully you do too, <laughs> and it's a great way for you guys to give us some feedback. So to join, you just have to go to facebook.com slash groups slash millennial.love. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been so interesting, so much fun. I hope everyone's really enjoyed this listen because I feel like it's the topic that I just don't hear people talking about enough. Me too. And do go check out Joe's full article on Voices. Yes, as well. please do. If you just give it a Google, Joanna Whitehead, The Independent Voices yeah. by Sexuality. Google those things. Well worth a read. They have wonderful SEO, so I'm sure it will come up. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> um, please listen again next week, guys, and farewell. Bye. Bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.